What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. The operators of the Curious Kids Museum in St. Joseph are telling the St. Joseph City Commission they've made a fair offer to buy the building. Now it's up to the city to decide if it wants a world-class children's museum in town. More from WSJM's Ken Lundberg. Curious Kids Museum has operated on Lakeview Boulevard for the past 34 years. In that time, they've seen nearly 2 million visitors at the location. Executive Director Lori Marciniak says they've made improvements, but as a renter. They've offered to buy the building, but so far the city hasn't said yes. Every investment we make in this building is a leasehold improvement since we do not own the building. So we have already added on 2,700 square foot to the building. We've added an elevator. We've added ramps in the front and the back of the building. Um, and our donors have said, you know, that's that's enough. Marciniak says Curious Kids is ready to launch a multi-million dollar capital campaign to turn the building into a world-class children's museum. Now they're just waiting on the city to accept their half-million dollar offer. The city council has the offer. It's the second the museum has made. The city chose not to discuss it at their last meeting until their attorney has reviewed it and the full council has a chance to weigh in. Ken Lundberg, WSJM News. Everyone is invited to come to a meeting hosted by State Representative Joey Andrews this week to give their thoughts on energy policy in Michigan. Andrews tells us the House Energy, Reliability, Resilience, and Accountability Task Force will hold a listening session Friday at Lake Michigan College. The task force was created by House Speaker Joe Tate this year in response to prolonged power outages experienced in southeast Michigan. However, the discussion on Friday will be open-ended. It's a broad topic on purpose so that people come and kind of share what this means to them. In different areas, we've heard people talk about how much their utility bill is. Uh, In the Detroit area, we've heard a lot of people talking about prolonged outages. Andrews says that the task force has held about 10 meetings all over the state. It also includes State Representative Pauline Wenzel. This Friday's meeting is its next to last. The members of the task force should all be there. And then we've put out the information wide, so we're hoping a lot of members of the community show up to provide feedback. The whole thing is public comments, so people can feel free to show up and share their feelings on literally anything related to energy, the grid, and whatever that might be to them. Andrew suspects Southwest Michigan residents will want to talk about the state's sources of energy, as many are supporters of nuclear power. The meeting will be Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at LMC's Todd Center. There will also be a Zoom option, the link for which we have at our website. The presidential election is more than a year away, but the first Republican presidential debate will be this Wednesday in Milwaukee. While former President Donald Trump is not expected to take part, University of Michigan debate expert Aaron Call says it'll be difficult to avoid discussing Trump that night. His lead is is so large, and we're still so early in the process that... um, I do think, um, either whether they're questions from moderators or ones they bring up themselves, that they're likely going to have to contrast themselves with Trump, his policies, and talk about why they think they'd be the best uh, general election matchup against Joe Biden. Michigan businessman Perry Johnson will be among the candidates taking part in the debate. The United Way of Southwest Michigan and Whirlpool are teaming up for a day of fun and wellness next month. United Way's Jennifer Tomshack tells us a Move to Make a Difference Day will be held at Whirlpool's Lakeview campus near Benton Harbor. 
It'll involve the new Lakeview Trail. This event will feature live music, physical fun, an information fair, and lots more. Food and beverage will be available for purchase from a variety of local food trucks, with 10% of the proceeds going to the United Way campaign. Tom Shack says that with all the new trails open, the United Way and Whirlpool thought it'd be a good time to bring the community together for a day of activities. The Whirlpool United Way campaign just wanted to do a community engagement event where we could all come together and celebrate our communities, celebrate wellness, and raise awareness about United Way of Southwest Michigan and our campaign. They'll have a scavenger hunt on the walking trail along with obstacle courses and bounce houses for the kids, a golf challenge sponsored by Harbor Shores, a Zumba and cardio drumming sessions, and a power in motion demo. Tom Shack says everyone can ride the Whirlpool Mountain Bike Trail. Be sure to bring your own bike, though. The event will be free to all, although United Way will be taking donations. Move to Make a Difference Day will be Saturday, September 16th, from noon to 6 p.m. The Allegan County Community Foundation has announced its first-ever Allegan County Photo Contest. Photographers are invited to showcase the people, places, and things of Allegan County, from the lakes to the forest to the wildlife and more. The contest kicked off August 18th and runs through September 30th. Submissions will be taken through September 14th. Those who enter can submit one photo each day, and the public will vote on the submission starting September 15th through the 30th. The three photos with the most likes will win their artist a gift card and the opportunity to direct grant dollars to an Allegan County nonprofit of their choice. Allegan County Community Foundation Engagement Officer Amanda Chapel says the contest is a fun, interactive way to learn about and see the beauty of Allegan County. We have a link to the contest page at our website. What are parents concerned about as kids are heading back to the classroom in the next few weeks? The number one concern, according to a new poll by the University of Michigan's C.S. Mott Children's Hospital, is the overuse of devices and screen time and social media. Poll director Dr. Susan Wolford says worries about kids' mental health come next. Number four on the list was depression and suicide, and number six on the list was stress and anxiety. Um, So parents seem to be particularly concerned about mental health issues for their children. Wolford says parents should work with their child's pediatrician to address some concerns. Other concerns on the list are unhealthy diet, the cost of health care, school violence, and smoking and vaping. And performing at the Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo this year will be singer Michael Bolton. The Pokagon Band of Potawatomi says Bolton will sing at the Silver Creek Event Center on Friday, December 8th. Bolden's a multi-Grammy award-winning singer and songwriter, an Emmy-nominated performer who sold more than 65 million records worldwide and continues to tour the globe. His signature success with Seized with the 12 times platinum album Soul Provider, featuring chart toppers like How Am I Supposed to Live Without You, which earned him his first Grammy. Also, who can forget Bolden's cover of When a Man Loves a Woman? Tickets for the show will start at $80. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Biden is heading to Maui today. The death toll in Lahaina now stands at 114. Hundreds are still missing. ABC's Karen Travers has more. The White House says it will be an emotional day for President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden when they visit Maui to get a firsthand look at the wildfire damage and connect with residents. Principal Deputy Press Secretary Olivia Dalton told reporters on Air Force One en route to Hawaii that the president will meet with parents who lost children and children who lost parents, as well as speak with first responders who saved people's homes while their own homes burn to the ground. The president and first lady will take an aerial tour to see the scope of the devastation and then see a hard-hit area in the town of Lahaina. Karen Travers, ABC News, The White House. 
Tropical Storm Hillary drenched Southern California from the coast to the desert resort city of Palm Springs, forcing rescuers to pull several people from swollen rivers before heading east and flooding a county about 40 miles outside of Las Vegas. Hillary weakened to a post-tropical storm early today. The storm first made landfall in Mexico's arid Baja California Peninsula on Sunday in a sparsely populated area about 150 miles south of Ensenada. One person drowned. It then moved through a mudslide-prone Tijuana. The first tropical storm to hit Southern California in 84 years. Hillary dropped more than half an average year's worth of rain on some areas. Meanwhile, cleanup is underway around Southern California after the tropical storm. Hillary, ABC's Alex Stone is more from L.A. Bulldozers are being used in Cathedral City near Palm Springs to clear mud from roads. Luis says he got trapped by rising floodwaters and was rescued on Sunday by firefighters. We were climbing up the roof because the, the current was so strong um, around us. Firefighters are rescuing a few hundred more people who can't get out of the San Bernardino County mountains because of mud and debris over the road. They say everybody is fine, they just can't get out. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. Donald Trump is doubling down on debunked claims about the 2020 election as he fights criminal charges that he sought to overturn the will of the voters and seeks a second term. The former president says he plans to produce new evidence, presumably during his trial, showing fraud in Georgia, even though dozens of courts, independent audits and external investigations have found no evidence of significant fraud in the election. While Trump's use of old discredited claims about the election may not win in many new voters, that may help rally Republicans who refuse to accept Joe Biden's win and help Trump raise money for his legal defense. Meanwhile, attorneys for the former president have struck a deal to set his bond at $200,000 in the election interference case. It's also included a provision that he will not act to intimidate anyone in the case or, quote, otherwise obstruct the administration of justice. The news comes after Trump's legal team was spotted at the Fulton County Courthouse in Atlanta today, days before Trump and his co-defendants are due to turn themselves in. Morph maybe sees Olivia Rubin at the scene. We saw the attorneys for Trump going up to the third floor, which is exactly where the DA has her office here. And what sources had explained to us last week that this meeting would be going on between the two sides so that they can really negotiate the terms and the deal of the former president's bond before Trump turns himself into the jail. Essentially, they ink out that deal. The judge signs off on it. They take that paper on down to the, uh, the jail with them so that he can get processed and then leave. A British judge has sentenced a former neonatal nurse to spend the rest of her life in prison for killing seven babies and attempting to kill six others at a hospital in northern England. The justice gave 33-year-old Lucy Letby the most severe sentence possible under British law today. Following 22 days of deliberation, a Manchester Crown Court jury convicted Letby of murdering the seven babies over a year-long period that saw her prey on the vulnerabilities of sick newborns and their anxious parents. Letby refused to appear in court to face her sentencing or hear grieving parents share their anger and anguish. The United Auto Workers' contracts with Detroit's big three car makers will expire next month, with a question looming over whether there will be a strike. Here's ABC's Sherry Preston. The UAW's argument for a fair contract sounds like what's at the heart of other labor union strikes this summer. Workers calling on companies to share more of their billions in profits. The United Auto Workers say they gave up cost-of-living adjustments in recent years to get deals done, and now they say they want to make sure the transition to EVs is fair. Ford, GM, and Stellantis, owner of Jeep and Chrysler, say they need to keep costs low to remain competitive against non-union companies like Tesla. They also say workers have recently benefited greatly from hefty profit-sharing checks. Sherry Preston, ABC News. House conservatives and a group known as the Freedom Caucus have unveiled a list of demands they want included in a stopgap spending measure to keep the federal government running after the end of September. 
It's a smorgasbord of non-starters for the Democratic-controlled Senate and the White House, signaling challenges for House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. He'll have to get a bill passed in the House without alienating a sizable share of his conference. The conservative demands include adding legislation that aims to build more wall at the southern border and restricting asylum, as well as no blank check for Ukraine war funding. And a Beetle Best's blockbuster Barbie in Bucks. Here's ABC's Chuck Severson with the weekend box office report. The DC comic superhero movie Blue Beetle edged the pink-attired blonde in weekend ticket sales. A modest $25.4 million opening, say studio estimates. The first DC movie to star a Latino superhero. Show Maradona. Barbie took in $21.5 million in its fifth weekend, over one and a quarter billion globally. The other half of Barbenheimer, Oppenheimer, third with $10.6 million in over $717 million worldwide. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, fourth with 8.4 million. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.